0: Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody! It's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. This week's episode features Mila and Ada Yerstavsky. They're the co-founders of Nala. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Kayla Bertania and Lisa Bosted. They're the co-founders of Soon Skincare. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here with Mila and Ada Juristovsky. They're the co-founders of Nala. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you. It's so great to be here, Jody. Thank you so it's much. It's nice to meet you both. Yeah. Thank you so much. I hope that I did a good job pronouncing your names. I've been practicing with you um, <laughs> on camera. You did. So, um, what I love about today's recording is that this is a mother daughter team. We don't um get to meet too many mother daughter teams on the show, so it's really cool to be with both of you now.
1: yeah, I think it's um we get a lot of questions about what it's like working as mother daughter. Mm-hmm. um and you know, so far we're we're here, and we're happy. so yeah, we're we're excited to be here.
0: well, um, you know, my favorite question, and I've talked to you about this offline is to hear about. Um, what my guests wanted to be when they grew up, right? When they were little kids. Um, so let's start there. And um, Mila, we can start with you. When you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: All right. So, um, yes, um, I thought about it. Um, and um, I actually not quite sure what I wanted. And if I knew when I was a kid what I really wanted to be when I grow up, I think I'm still kind of searching to what <laughs> I really want to be. But yeah. Um, For me, uh, it has been um, all this passion actually to uh, find a cure for cancer ever since my first grade teacher passed away from cancer. But uh, other than that, it feels like I've been always searching for doing something new, learning something new, doing different things, starting from working in pharmaceutical industry as a biotech engineer then completely changing and working in digital media and music industry, um, even doing bioenergy healings. And it feels like everything has led me to this point, starting
0: my own beauty brand, Nala. And uh, Ada, what were your dreams when you were a little kid? Uh,
1: Yeah, I thought a lot about this. And I think actually similar to Mila, you know, I never Mm -hmm. had one uh, specific career, but funnily enough, I always had... I think more just fragments and, and associations of what I wanted to be. And for me, the image that stands out the most is, you know, I knew that I always wanted to be like a top executive, top leadership position at some big company. Um, and I remember specifically, you know, envisioning myself in this like Prada power suit and coming in every day and in high heels and, you know, being somebody there, uh, I think in the core leadership team. And to me, that was really, Aspirational, and after we last spoke, Jody, I kind of reflected on, you know, why this was, because I never really thought much about it. And on one side, I think, you know, I I think it's kind of sad in the sense that I feel like I did really buy into this um, corporate dream, right? Like I I think all of that appealed to me. I was literally fantasizing about back to back meetings and like mm-hmm. powering myself with caffeine. Um, but on the other side, and I think really what it was is, I think even from a young age, I think. I already recognized that what I was aspiring to, in terms of being, you know, part of that core leadership in a big company, influencing lots of people, is a position typically held um, by men. And I think that's really what it, uh, what drove that is showing that I can be just as capable, just as competent, and I think proving myself in that way. Um, yeah,
0: I think it's so interesting for me that you say that that was your vision because when I was. Um I guess like in college, like I couldn't wait to get to that place. Like I was so excited to like put on suits and, um, I don't know, feel like important, you know, like this like idea of self-importance. And, um, after, I mean, less than a year, like working in a corporate environment, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> this is not for me. Right. Like I'm a tank tops and flip-flops kind of girl. And the, um, all of the hierarchy and the like, what you can say, what you can't say, like all this stuff was really draining on me. And the Um, funny thing,
1: I wonder if if you feel this too, but all those things and qualities I was searching for. So, you know, autonomy and significance and, you know, having an impact over the future of the company. Ironically, you know, you get that through entrepreneurship or through being your own company and wearing tank tops and sweatpants and being a two-person team working out of your apartment um, that you don't necessarily work in a, that you don't necessarily get out of a 2,000 person team?
0: Oh yeah, I was, um, I mean, I had so much audacity and so much ego when I was younger. and I was so frustrated why why, like, all these thousands of people don't care about my point of view, right? as like a twenty one year old in this giant corporation. it was um I was so nurtured in college. I went to a school that was like so much about like building you into you know helping you be whoever you want to be. And then it was like a rude awakening, right after graduation. um and yes, uh, the 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 only place you can really impact total change is to run the business yourself.
1: Yeah, we've, we found that too. And, you know, I still had one foot in the corporate world up until um, literally this month. So taking mm-hmm. Nala full time, which is a huge milestone. And I think, yeah, both have their place, but it just feels, it feels really right to be, I think, at this point, putting my energy into Nala.
0: So let's talk about um, why you decided to start this company. Um, Mila, what, tell me what the inspiration was.
2: The inspiration, um, NALA is, first of all, a Vancouver-based um, skin care uh, company and is uh, most recognized for our, free from deodorants, from our line of free from deodorants. Um, how I started NALA, the inspiration, the inspiration behind was actually a, a loss of someone really special to, to us, my, uh, my late husband, Alan, and um, Ada's father. Uh, at the time when we lost Alan, um, the deep, the deep grief, the loss was really unbearable and we feel we need to channel this grief, this powerful grief that into something creative, into something that would um, not only help us deal with our grief, but also help other help others find the products that are safe, that are nourishing, that are are, um, free from, first of all, which was our focus, free from chemicals that are typically found in in mainstream cosmetic products. But uh, above the the literal, um, another you can add about um, aspirations, aspirational meaning of the free from. But for us, it really means that the products people can trust without overthinking it. Products that are safe, that are free from harmful chemicals. And there is some aspirational levels is being um, having a, a freedom to release the things that are not longer serving us. And do you, Anna, would, uh, wanna add uh, your, your take on that? Yeah, hey, you answered lab?
1: that well. We, yeah. we were chatting about it before, but I think from my perspective, you know, when my dad was sick, Mila quit her job to take care of him full time. And when he passed, I think that was almost like this clean slate where on one hand, you're like, oh, my God, what do I do with my life now? You know, like the last however, whatever period of time was dedicated to taking care of him. And now, you know, we were both we were all feeling lost. Um, And I really saw, you know, this click in her when she was like. I don't know if I can swear, but she's like, F it, you know, I'm not going to go work for anybody else. Like I had this amazing experience I have 20 years in biotech. I'm going to do something powerful and beautiful and be my own boss. Um, And for me, it was a cool opportunity to to be alongside her. And and I think change our relationship a little bit as well from almost like mother, daughter, caregiver, you know, receiver to to business partners and, and take what we were both feeling and processing differently. And channel it into into the same thing
0: i appreciate you sharing your story of of grief with me um obviously it's super intimate and personal um i'm curious to know how grief um translated itself into deodorant for you um basically it came down
2: to um how do we create the product um Actually, come to think of it, it's it's about how do we actually um, take care of our body? How do we? Um, um, okay, <laughs> I'm not.
1: Okay. you want getting you, emotional. I'm getting. Okay, I'll t- I'll take. Um, the way we channeled grief into deodorant, I think. Yes, to Mila's point, it started with this deep self care, you know, and we think. Deodorant for us, I think, is something that can often be an afterthought. Like, it's just one example. You're running out the door, you throw it in. And I think we have this compound effect when this is happening over hundreds and thousands of, you know, seemingly quick afterthoughts that that can have, you know, a profound impact on our health and our well-being, whether that's mental, physical, emotional, whatever that is. Um, Deodorants, the reason we started it as a product, I think, is really twofold. One, They're notoriously difficult to make naturally. And I think that is where, you know, Mila's our our secret weapon. She has so much amazing experience firsthand, not only in product development formulation, um, but also like regulatory affairs, like the dry stuff that a lot of people don't want to get into. She knows intimately quality assurance. Um, But the other is, you know, our armpits are such a sensitive area, right? Like they're so close to our lymph nodes, to our breast tissues. There's more and more research you know scientifically backed research that there is associations between the chemicals most specifically aluminum that can be found in conventional delirants leading to types of cancer um, and so for us it was an easy I, w- I won't say easy but i think it made sense to to start there um especially with with our story and the place we were at at the time
2: and then yes if i may add uh, um yeah thank you Ada, uh, for <laughs> chiming in but uh, if i may add it's just like uh it's such a sensitive area, and, and there is our armpits area—armpit our, our tissues—are full of hormone receptors, lymph nodes, sweat pores, and there is a growing scientific, um, there's growing concern, it's backed up by scientific air, um, evidence, that um, some chemicals that are found in mainstream cosmetic, and specifically in deodorants, are linked to cancer, to um, Uh, mental health issues, uh, hormone disruptor and and can cause all sorts of health issues. So we felt we have to start somewhere, we have to to start uh, explaining, we have to take uh, basically charge of our own health. And when it comes to suffering from cancer, going through grief or any illness, it is really, there's really not, the mainstream medicine is not going to help you, it's really up to us. To take up responsibility of our of our health and start caring for ourselves ourselves.
0: So Mila, um, when Otto was talking about you to me on our intake call, she said that your colleague said you're a visionary. Um, which is, you know a really nice way to be described by your daughter and your friends. Um, and it makes me think about the the timing of entering the deodorant business because um it's been many years, right? That you've had this business and you were working on uh, researching it for several years before that. Um, what What were you seeing in the deodorant category at the time that you started researching this brand? What I was seeing basically,
2: I felt like there is much more to do in the deodorant category. It was, has, it was definitely a rapidly growing industry and a field. Uh, and yet, like I mentioned before, it was really hard to manufacture it. it was really hard to uh, ensure that there is a safety, that there is, a, that there is a, the quality. It was really hard to pick the ingredients that are turn out to be so important in our everyday um, self-care. So uh, I felt by applying my years of my knowledge, I can really add values and contribute to the industry that has been, has been growing really rapidly at, really, at really steep trajectories and yet the regulations are not able to follow and to regulate. So, yes, the interest in natural deodorants, there were few deodorants, there were not so many, not as many as now. And now every day we like wake up to new deodorant. So, yes, I obviously have these visions. Yes, people are going to switch to natural deodorants. People are going to start to stop to uh, start caring more, start reading labels, start interpreting what it really means, what it is that we are putting on our body. And I felt this is where I actually can add value and bring more of a scientific rigor and then kind of almost like more that this industry needs modernization, it needs a higher quality standards, it needs someone understanding what it takes to make a good quality deodorants uh, uh, using only natural ingredients but at the same time maintaining the efficacy, maintaining uh, the, the quality of the product.
0: So, Ada, when your mom told you she's not going back to her full-time job and she's going to start a deodorant company, what was the first thing that you thought?
2: Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Why deodorants? No, honestly, I think
1: genuinely I I supported from the beginning. Um, I think what's interesting is, yeah, you know, she's talked about about her expertise and where I felt I could add value. I wanted to see this be a success as well. And so it was my, as I say, five to nine helping her, you know, after work and stuff, but mostly focused on at the beginning – branding, marketing, sales, and I tease her because I think one of the initial names for Nala was something um, terrible, (laughs) but it was was just like, (laughs) she's like, yeah, I think it was like Balance Cubed or something, and then I was like, Vito, that's not going to be the name of the company, Um, and we landed on Nala. Nala's actually Alan's name backwards, and so it felt very, um, you know, topical. It tied it full circle. This is the spark that started it, but also it keeps us Driving and you know keeps us going, um, and we both uh, love that. We to this day debate over who came up with it. Um, yes, confident <laughs> it was me.
2: Um, I'm confident it was me.
1: <laughs> but I had I had a full faith in her, and I think um, it was a nice way to see our skill sets. And you know my background being in marketing and communications, where I could um, support her to really see this come to life.
0: That's so cool. I didn't realize that the name was your dad's name backwards. That's so smart. Um, So you told us that you actually just left your full-time job right now. You're completely dedicated to the, to growing this brand. How hard was it to come to terms with making that decision?
1: Uh, it was definitely difficult. I think, um, one of the the struggles for me is, you know, I think there's two main schools of thought when it comes to entrepreneurship. And one is, you know, if you're serious about something, you're going to dive right into it, do hundred percent, leave everything behind, um, and that wasn't my thinking. My thinking was, okay, hold on, we need to see if this is viable. And, you know, we're going to do this on the side and, and test it out. And to me, I think that's always just been um, a smarter way. And I've seen both ways be done by multiple companies and, and both with, you know, great success. Um, but my challenge was, I think, it was always just my my balance of, of energy and time. And, you know, I'd come home from the workday drained and then trying to put my best, self for my best creative thinking especially you know when you're not doing route tasks but rather being creative and and thinking outside the box um and then i had a baby recently he's 11 months old and so i've been on mat leave which is another kind of balance as well i think between taking care of a baby and, and doing this full time and so there's always been something and i suspect there always will be competing for that that um energy and that time and so for me i I knew that if we really wanted to go forward and see what we can make of Nala, now was the time. You know, we have we've proven the concept. There's demand for it. Customers are happy. We've got you know a rich pipeline that we want to bring to market. Um, that it was time to to give it my all.
0: And there's um, an element of personalization for the brand. What what is that? Do you want to talk about that? Um, personalizations. Yes, we are um, very,
2: this is how we um, differentiate now. This is what we were passionate about and actually it goes back to your question, how do you like channel all this grief into deodorants? <clears throat> because uh, we do believe that um, our our, our, body, our bodies are different and there is no such a thing as one size fits all when it comes to Medicines, personalized medicines, but also when it comes to uh, cosmetic and in this case, deodorants. The reason why we started personalizing is also personalized deodorants. And what that means, we allow people to choose their favorite uh, scent and uh, also in different, which comes in different strengths of deodorants. We believe by doing so, we are actually helping people to make that transition. Uh, from um, antiperspirant, um, antiperspirant uh, aluminum salts is the one that we we believe it's the main offender in deodorants. To make that transition to natural deodorants, and by personalizing, we are helping them. We are leading them. We're through, you know, start, starting gently, detoxifying, uh, using really gentle solutions to later on building up, uh, increasing the amounts of. Uh, active ingredients baking soda and eventually going to maybe to the strongest solution
0: i didn't realize that there is a transition process needed from going from a traditional um, antiperspirant into a natural deodorant what what is the consumer experiencing when she switches
1: it's like anything it's totally personal some people don't notice a transition and there's multiple factors um but what we found maybe to Really s- boil it down and simplify it, but the way that antiperspirants work, by definition, anti-perspire. So aluminum uh, will literally clog your pores so that you're not sweating. Um, but what happens that it forms a bit of like this jelly plug that goes into your pores. But over time, mm-hmm. um, the not only the ingredients in the antiperspirant, but also just toxins that your body's trying to daily kind of get rid of will start to accumulate in in your armpits, um, which is what can be dangerous. So when you start using a natural deodorant or when you stop using deodorant, your body is actually learning to self-regulate and to sweat regularly for the first time. And at the beginning, what that can include is I think the, the release of anything that's kind of just been stagnant just by nature of blocking your body from sweating. And that can come as a bit of a shock because sometimes it's sweating a little bit more. Sometimes it's smelling a little bit more because it is this bacteria releasing from your body, mixing with your skin, et cetera. And so um, the way that we've mitigated that, you know, we're, we're very passionate about people switching to natural deodorant, safer alternatives. We have a beautiful, gentle, it's a peppermint and charcoal deodorant. We actually recommend wearing it at night. So the peppermint is, is nice and cooling. So if you're a hot sleeper, you wake up like tingly fresh. Um, and the charcoal actually helps extract some of this, um, these, whatever it might be, these, impurities. Um, yeah, impurities mm-hmm. that are trapped in your in your armpits. And so you can get kind of that sweat out at nighttime and in the morning, just shower, wipe down with a towel, whatever it is. Um, and then on the other, and then yeah, like you said, build up or or mix and match the deodorant mixed Switching needed for your around. life. Yeah. On the other side, we there's also people who don't notice any transition, and I think it totally depends on lifestyle too. It can depend on just your genetics. It can depend on how much water you're drinking, how much you're sweating on a daily basis, exercising, et cetera. Um, So we try to meet the consumer where they're at. And we knew if we gave everyone the strongest deodorant, it'd be too strong for some people. And if we gave everyone the most gentle deodorant, it wouldn't be enough protection. Um, And so we really work with our customers. We have that direct line of communication to be like, Hey, how do we find something that that's fit for your lifestyle?
0: It's so interesting. Um, So let's talk about the idea of um, finding joy in your work, right? Being an entrepreneur is not easy. Um, My guess is it's uh, you're not sleeping on bags full of money every night, right? So, um, you know, you're doing this with passion um, and investing in your future. Uh, How do you keep the joy alive when it gets hard? How do I (laughs) do it? Yes,
2: for me, how do we keep the joy alive? Um, I think for me, it is actually staying really true to um, to Nala's uh, to Nala brand essence, and really going back to why 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 we started why I started this business. I remember when when we started Nala, and I actually took lots of time to um, come up with a brand book where we clearly define what our mission is, what our vision is, what our core capabilities are, and and what we want to do. And then it's actually in the whole process of running a business really easy to get distracted with what the industry trends are, uh, what our competitors are doing, what others are expecting us to do, what they're telling us to do. And it's hard not to, in a way, wanting to do the same things that our people are doing successfully. But then at the end of the day, Yeah, you end up overworking, working long hours, having difficulty disconnecting. But at the end of the day, I always come back to, okay, what is it? What were the values? What what was our vision? And then I literally go back and read. And it's like uh, love, education, health, being, being bold, challenging the status quo. But at the same time, enjoying it, you know, feel feel that joy, like doing it your your own way, being authentic. That always helps me. The analogy would be like okay, um, like when you're trying to get attention of someone, uh, of a special person, uh, your dream person, and you're, you, yet you're wearing the same clothes, the same makeup, speaking the same way, the same way like everyone else is, and then you're trying to 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 get that dream person. So how do you do that? Uh, just by like going back to you, your true human essence, like expressing yourself, being you. And that's what works for, for us when it comes to Nala. Just let the Nala be um, Nala. I will say, um, Mila's a good reminder of going back to the,
1: the joy. Anytime I'll get stressed <laughs> out or overwhelmed or burnt out, she'll say, you know, she's the one to instigate it but say, hey, if we're not enjoying this, you know, what's the point? Like, yes, there's times that are going to be stressful and uncertain. But um, if we can't enjoy working for ourselves and then if we're stressing and working ourselves to the ground, we might as well, you know, work for any corporation and we can get yes. that <laughs> that same, you know, stress. And, you know, there's joy in being your own boss and setting your own terms. Um, and I think it's important to to celebrate that. And, and for myself, I think work... Um, Work, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else, um, you know, should, if if it adds value to you or if you need it to live, be a consistent part of your life, but I don't think it should ever be your whole life. Um, And and that's for me personally. If if work becomes too much, I think it's important to just inject inject those moments that where you can disconnect, whether that's for me, time with my kid, whether it's time in nature, whether it's writing, reading a book, like I don't think it needs to be overcrafted, Um, but just remembering to step away as well.
0: It's really hard, um, especially this year. It's been so challenging and so many, uh, so much of a roller coaster ride, at least for me and my business. And um, today I'm having just sort of like a down day, you know, most days are not, but today it just feels like a little gloomy. And, um, you know, in listening to you talk, it reminds me that um, on better days, I remind myself that... Um, I'm very um, wealthy with, like, freedom and wealthy with, like, uh, control over how I spend my time, right? So um, while maybe the ups and downs of revenue are um, stressful, I am wealthy in other ways, um, so thank you for mentioning it because it reminded me that that's what I tell myself. I'm <laughs> um, sorry you having a, little a gloomy pick me up. day.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. And I think it's important it's okay. as well. Yeah, exactly. To acknowledge <laughs> it's okay to have gloomy days. It's okay to have down days. Um, we can't always be happy and every day be the best day ever in terms of revenue or success or exposure or whatever it is. Um, but yeah.
2: Yeah, we like to say just, um, yes, allow yourself to um, to be a human, To to feel down. We don't have to always be um at the top of our games and (laughs) yeah it's good to be to feel pain yeah feel it all we feel it all (laughs) yeah process it and then when you're ready go back
0: you know it's uh this podcast is amazing for me because it's like free therapy and like seriously the universe always like gives me the guests that i need on that day so i'm super grateful because um you know it's it's um it's hard. Like all this stuff is hard. And I don't know that it's easier, honestly, for somebody who works for someone else at this moment in time. I think it's just hard for everybody. Um, but you know, sometimes it gets like a little lonely in my head. Right. So I need, I need my, my people around me to, to help, help me like see, see things differently. It's, it's very helpful. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with me today. And, and our guest. (laughs) You
1: actually, it is a, just as you're saying that it's a total gift uh, having your guests come, right? And I think just having different perspectives, different sounding boards, being exposed to that. So I think, yeah, that's another way you're, you know, wealthy in connections. And I think that's um, a huge gift, especially, especially in 2020 and, and these times.
0: Yeah, I think the most fun I have, like when I try to break down the joy, like other than like helping my team, you know, grow into the, be, you know, the people they want to be is, um, connecting, you know, with new people and getting to meet them and hear their stories, which is, you know, obviously the beautiful part of, um, the podcast. Cause I get to do that, um, every week. So, um, you know, so thank you to the universe for delivering the Nala team to me today. <laughs> So, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Mila and Ada. Um, I certainly did. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast.
2: Thank you, Jody. Thank you for having us. (laughs) It's a pleasure.